It's Todd coming to you from the Verona Sports and Spiritual Library here in Verona, Wisconsin, my apartment. And I'm going to do another preview. And uh, it's a team that has struggled for many years. And they haven't had a uh, good, they've not had a good run. They haven't had much luck either with their prospects because they keep getting hurt. Um, so anyways, I'm going to go to uh, Jackson Job. He is the number one prospect for Detroit. For Detroit on the Detroit's uh, prospect pipeline, and what I have here, he is out of high school. He's drafted out of high school in uh, 2021. Um, what's going on? He has a six foot two, 190 pounds. He's uh he's such a baby. He's born in two thousand and two. He'll be twenty one in July. Right handed batter, right handed thrower, he's a pitcher, he's a pitcher, so you don't even need to when things are right now they don't even you shouldn't don't even need to look at the right handed uh pitcher part, so much looking for the pitching. But anyways so what's going on here with him is that he is a uh He's a 60 fastball, 50 curveball, 65 slider, 55 changeup, 50 control, and a 55 overall. That's out of 80. That's on a skull scale out of 80. And keep in mind, he's 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 raw, he's fresh, and uh, like I said, they drafted him out of high school. So, but it seems to be coming along pretty good, and. It's 2018, the Tigers have held the uh, four top five draft picks since 2018, and they use their latest into the prep rank. And it's a pin tapper, you know. This most of the uh, most of the general managers shy away from that stuff. It seems like every it seems like they. These guys are a prime candidate to get Tommy John surgery done on them. So yeah, he was the uh, the 21 Gatorade Player of the Year for Oklahoma High School Player of the Year, I should say. Was the newest of that high pick group in that show last year at Single A in Lakeland. He posted a 4.52 ERA and a 1.36 whipping in 61 and two-third innings. It's typically a friendly Forest State League. That's I can I can see the concern in the way they're writing this. And um, he re- he's returned to West Michigan before suffering a lumbar spine inflammation. It's spring training that could keep him out for much of the 23 season. Whoa. That's a pin tapper. It takes a while to get over this stuff and uh, this spine stuff as we, I don't know if you've, the folks that have been out there that have had it, I'm sure they know that it's a rough go. So 
I wish the young guy luck because I haven't had much luck with me. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to the next guy here. Jace, Jace Jones. But uh, he is a, like I said, he bats left, he throws right. 2022 first round, number 12 overall pick to Detroit. He's uh, he's 6 feet, 205 pounds. Young is a familiar sight on the Texas Tech infield over the past half decade. And two years after Josh won 2019 Big 12 Conference Player of the Year honors and went in the first round of the draft, Jace would have won the same award by hitting 337, 462, and 697 with 21 home runs in 56 games. Jace had to wait another year, one in which he again produced a 1,093 OPS, boasted a 42 out of 59, 42 Ks and 59 walks, unheard of, to go in their first run himself, in case it was the 12th overall pick to the Tigers. The younger brother was pushed to high A, West Michigan, and what may have Run out of gas a bit with the additional 30 games. He, uh, he, he starts with an upright left-handed stance. Young holds his hands with his bat and an unorthodox backward angle. Yet he doesn't have much issue staying on time with the, with his movements. His knowledge of the strike zone helps drive his plates his plate discipline and healthy walk rates. Even at high A, he had 373 on base percent on base and he has strength and bat speed to show near plus power to all fields, as he did throughout his college career. All right. So what I'm saying here is, yeah, he had a good run down in uh, Texas Tech, and you know he's he's the type of guy to build around, that's for sure. You know, and, and when it starts, so he goes from the scouting grades are uh, out of eighty, so fifty-five hit, fifty-five power, forty run, forty-five arm, forty-five field, fifty-five overall. He's pretty much an offensive player, and. Uh, his uh, fielding, uh, fielding skills are awful. I mean, he's probably going to be a DH, which isn't all bad because that's what they look for, you know. Maybe he can improve. He can, he's going to improve as a hitter, that's for sure. One of these things that uh, takes time. These guys take time to develop. And, you know, he's 22 years old, so he's not really, he's not exactly, he's not exactly a suspect yet. He's still a prospect. 
Kind of threw me off when I see this next guy. He's Wilmer Flores, right on a pitcher. I looked at that and I was like, whoa. I was like, Saint, is the Mets in, is the uh, Mariners infielder or Giants infielder now? And I'm thinking to myself, oops, I guess not. So, I guess, I guess there are two names out there for people, huh? <laughs> All right, two particular two particular handles for each individual. Scouting grades. Fastball is a sixty, curves a sixty, change ups a forty, cutter a fifty. Fifty five control and a fifty five overall. So Detroit signed him July tenth of twenty twenty. Right-handed batter, right-handed thrower. ETA is to ETA is 2023. Six feet four, 225 pounds. Yeah, he's five-round 2020 draft was odd in many ways, including the ability for someone like Flores to go from undrafted free agent status into the top 100 prospects discussion. The brother of Major League infielder of the same name. Ah, okay. All right. I wasn't... Made only six relief appearances in Arizona Western Junior College, but stayed out... Stood out enough to get an offer from the Tigers. He laid groundwork with impressive turns in the Florida Complex and State League and turned into the Arizona Fall League in 2021 and then truly broke out with a 2.79 ERA and a 1.01 whip in 130 Ks and 103 and a third innings at Troy High A and A last year. He's 6'4". Around 95 miles per hour, the fat 94 to 95 for a fastball. It locates well, touching the the occasional 99 when he really needs it. That's reaching back for for some extra miles per hour. The command of that heater took a particular leap with additional innings gathered, or I'm sorry, gained in 2022, and now Flores worked deep into games in September. Upper 70s curveball gives him another potential, plus pitch. One that drops off the table and generates whiffs or ground balls in the lower reaches of the zone A. Of the zone. A mid-80s cutter has replaced his changeup in his arsenal. The arsenal pecking order and his improvements is sharpness. So, Forrest was able to fend off stark splits often seen by hurlers without a quality combo. He's got a wild in the street, too, that's for sure. 
but uh, he's developing nicely. And, uh, you know, this is what Detroit needs. Make up for these uh, first-round picks they've had out of uh, going by the wayside because they get hurt. It's too bad. But you're really taking a risk, too. It's like when you draft a high school pitcher, like I've been talking about the pin tabber, and I wish I wish I knew what it was because I can't remember. I can't remember the acronym for that. Something like prospect injured. Yeah. All right. Well, what do we got going here? Gentleman's name is Colt Keith. Left-handed batter. Throws right. He's 211 pounds. Hits a 55 power, 55, 45 run, 60 arm, 45 field, and a 55 overall. Um, you know. I like the fact that he's a left-handed batter, and I like the fact that he's a uh, the fifth-round pick in 2020. Keith flicked on his way to the air. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to go through here quick. His scouting grades are out of 82, once again, to remind you. He hits a 55. He powers a 55. He runs a 45. The 60 arm feels a 45 and overall 55. So he's got a lot of work to do. Keith looked on his way to Arizona State before Detroit selected him in the fifth round of the shortened 2020 draft and signed him for a bump slot of 500 grand. Uh, Left-handed slugger got into his first full season and seemed to be carrying that performance into 2020. When he hit 301, 375, 44, and 26 extra base hits in 48 games with High A Michigan, West Michigan. A June 9th shoulder injury suffered when he drove, when he dove back into the bag on a pickoff attempt. Knocked Keith out for the remainder of the regular season, but he made up for lost time by hitting 344, 643, and a 541. With batting average of 6344, is on Base was a 463. OPS. That's not right. Slugging was a 463. And his, yeah, slugging is a 541. OPS, OPS is, uh, would be about a 10. Looks like a 10, 1044, I believe. Anyways, I can't. I'm sorry. No, I'll only say this again. 344 average, 463 on base percentage, and a slugging of 541. So his OPS was 4 0. 1004 OPS. He had a 16K to 16 walk ratio in the Arizona Fall League. 
That's a little, uh, that little stat right there tells me a lot. It tells me they're selective. You know, they're not just up there whipping at anything. They're looking for a ball to hit. Gets right down to it as it gets back to Ted Williams. And that little, uh, That little graph he had, they, that little chart he had with all the, you know, what, you know, and, and get, go back and take a look at it. It helps, helps me out, you know, because sometimes these guys need to have a, uh, need to have something to see before, because they're so wild out there, so they're swinging and, and they get that whole run, they got to make more money, you know, so. So, anyways, what they're saying on here is that he had he had 105 mile per hour exit velocity, as measured by Statcast. He had multiple batted balls with 105 mile per hour exit velocity, velocity, as measured by Statcast. Quick left-handed swing should help him hit for healthy averages too. Promising sign for his development approach when his K rate dropped 19.4% into the Midwest League last year. Keith has seen some time at second base in the minors, but a lack of foot speed, which may only get worse as he ages, should keep him at third. Plus, arm had him throwing at 89 to 93 miles per hour off the mound in high school, best utilized at the hot corner anyways. He's managed only 113 minor league games over the first two seasons, so getting him those defensive reps and proving how well his back can play over the long run should go a long way in 2023. Yeah, I'm thinking of Daniel Murphy. When I look at his uh, his attributes and everything, I, I I believe, you know, I don't I know Murphy wasn't too fast a runner, but he was he was such a good player for the Mets and for the uh, that one postseason run they had too. I think it was two thousand like two thousand fourteen or something like that. And they played for the Cubs too. So, all right, well, let's go into uh, time in here. So he's with Erie right now, the Seawolves in double A. And he was a CB pick on the company, and they picked him in the uh, comprehensive line 2021, 32nd, 32nd overall in the uh, 2021 draft. Ah, uh, yeah. Six foot three, two hundred fifteen pounds, right-handed batter, right-handed thrower. Um, fifty-five fastball. This is on a scale of eighty. Now keep this in mind. Fifty-five fastball, fifty curveball, sixty slider, forty-five changeup, fifty-five control, and fifty overall. Man, does he need some work? Whew. It's it's telling me that. The Tigers have a lot of young players. They're just hoping that they come on and they, 
they just don't want most of these guys don't have the potential. And they, uh, what I see from the other teams, what I see from the other prospects, I don't see anything that really stands out that much. You know, so I don't know what uh, what they're expecting out of these guys. You know, when you're looking at a when you're looking at a guy they drafted in the first round in, in uh, 2021, and he's already hurt, and he's got inflamed uh, inflamed back spinal area. You know what? I've had I have the same condition myself, and guess what? It's probably it's, they're going to have problems with them. It's a guarantee, and that's that's the sad part about that's I see with these prospects who get hurt so much. They feel that extra pressure to do uh, to do wonderful things, you know, and and sometimes they put their body through too much. They don't take care of themselves. Tigers have a history of using first round draft picks on college pitchers with upside. 2018 top overall pick, Casey Mice, to 2017 World Series hero, Alex Fajardo. Man was slightly different, but the Tigers were opportunistic when the former University of Texas star fell out of traditional first run into the uh, competitive balance picks in 2021. Some clubs saw a reliever's arsenal at Tigers thought he had a chance to make it as a starter. Madden's first pro season seemed to reward that faith with 7.1 hits and 9.8 strikeouts per nine innings. Between High West, High A West, Michigan, 19 starts there, and Double A uh, Erie, he had seven starts, so he had 26 overall stars. A man's strength is a combination of 90 miles per hour fastball, mid-90s fastball, mid-80s slider. His arsenal has evolved under Tiger's director of pitching, Gabe Rebos. He has worked in more high fastballs to change hitters' eye level after entering pro ball with a reputation for pounding bottom of the strike zone. He also mixed in his changeup more often. When his pitches are on, he can get he can get swings and misses in the strike zone. After after off and on strike zone issues during the summer, including his first couple of double A starts. All right, so once again, I'm just not Ty Man looks looks uh, promising, that's for sure. But you know, and Wilmer Flores has talent too. It seems like, but. I don't know. It's it's the thing is, it's like they're taking when you start when you're drafting on potential. That to me says that you don't want to spend much money, and uh, you know, and when you draft on potential, a lot of these guys don't work out. So. And that's what I see, is that you have to, you know, for me, like I look at it and I say, you have to draft for the, the qualities they have already assembled, but then you have to look at their, uh, you have to like that and then look at what they can, how you can move, move them up and that and improve their skills. So anyways, 
I always have a little bit of negativity in these uh, prospects, but uh, well, I wish each and every one of these guys well, and um, God bless them. So if nobody else has told you that they love you today, I do. And I will come back with uh, pictures next. So thanks. Hey, it's time coming to you from the Bruno's Sports and Spiritual Library slash museum in my uh, my apartment here in Verona, Wisconsin. And uh, what a beautiful day again today. So, you know, hopefully we got baseball, hopefully we got summer, and hopefully we'll be uh, on our way to another, uh, to another, Disruption free, disruption free uh, season for baseball. We don't need any more of that stuff going on. All right. You know, in '84, the uh, the Tigers went bonkers, and they had Sparky, and they had Gibson, and they had yeah, they had some really good players that filled in at certain positions too because he uh he was able Sparky was able to move him in and move him out and uh, you know and you know he had the uh he did a great job that year with the managing and but he always does a good job too. So he, he did he was awesome with the Reds. He was great with the uh Tigers. Um that's the thing is is that you know Detroit had Lou Whitaker, Alan Trammell, Dan Petrie Jack Morris, you know, outstanding talent on the roster. And, uh, and he filled it in with other guys that were uh, suspect talent, but he made them into uh, into good players. And he gave them a role to play and to, that they could handle and play out really well with the roster. So, anyways, what I'm thinking is I'm looking at this roster, I'm going, really? You know, I'm looking at Javier Baez and what he's he has not been able to do. It's so inconsistent. It's just incredible. Um, so what we got here, we got Eduardo Rodriguez. Let's take a look at this guy. He's a left-hander, 30 years old. Yeah, he's started two games for him already. He's getting just getting hit hard. Uh, 1.3 whip is pretty good, so I shouldn't say that. He started all the uh, he started all the Red Sox. He pitched with the Red Sox for for six six seasons. He was a Red Sox, and then he went over to the uh, Tigers last year. And you know he's he's been a good he's been a big winner in the uh, in the major leagues. Um, a little high in the ERA, four point one seven career ERA. Hundred seventy eight games, hundred seventy eight games, hundred seventy two started. I think they can use him in the bullpen a little bit, but they don't use him much. 
last year, he, you know, he, he started 17 games in the uh, 91 innings, pitched, um, gave up 12 home runs. He's always had a little bit, yeah, he's, he's, he's been prone to giving up some home runs, but we have to remember, too, is that left-hander played in the uh, Fenway, left-hander's face, right-handed batters usually, And that's the thing they do is they pull and they mash. But well, he's had a good, he's had he's had a good start for his career, and um, hopefully he'll be able to come. He'll be able, hopefully he'll be able to put it back together for himself and uh, get twenty twenty three and have a good twenty twenty three season. So, all right, we go with that. Spencer Turnbull. Six foot three, two hundred ten pounds. Um I believe this guy threw a no hitter a couple of years ago. And Yeah, he, uh, his rookie year is 2018. Oh. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting barbecued, uh, 2018 and 2023. A 4.51 ERA. He had 55 games started, one complete game, one shutout. I think that was his no-hitter. One hold, no saves, no save opportunities. So when he's not throwing a no-hitter, he's getting rocked. That's not good. Um, so opponents hit... Opponents hit last year, they hit two of, 203 off him, but they're hitting 394 this year. His whip was a .98, you know, 1.71 ground outs to uh, air outs. So, the thing about that, 1.71 ground outs to air outs. You know, when you're popping guys up on the infield and hitting them, hitting their fly balls, their little fly balls, it's a, uh, it's a good thing usually for pitchers, unless they're pay playing in a stadium that gives up a lot of home runs. So, and last year he had a uh, 1.67 ground out to arrow. So, so this is the type of guy that. Uh, He's going to keep your, uh, he's going to keep the infielders busy. And, um, you know, I, if you don't have a good infield, there's going to be a lot of balls that are going to go for base hits. So you have to have a tight infield and you have to have, these guys have a lot of range and ready to go because even like, you know, in, in a stadium where Detroit plays, Co-America, 
And there's, there's, uh, I believe it's one of the tougher stadiums that is the house to the home run ball. I believe it's probably right out through the Petco. And, you know, that's outside stuff and outside weather and being in Detroit and, you know, it's not exactly, uh, not exactly like Florida in the middle of April. So, anyways, onwards we go. All right, Joey Wentz, left-handed thrower, 6'5", 220. Um, let's take a look at his stats here. No wins to, oh, he's getting rocked too. Just seven innings, 10.29 ERA and a 1.43 whip. Out of Shawnee Mission East, Prairie Village, Kansas. He was picked by the Braves in the uh, number 40 overall pick. So last year he was uh, he started seven games, four with thirty-two and two-thirds, twenty-three hits, eleven runs earned, two home runs. I had a point seven nine, or, yeah, point seven eight, drawn out to air outs in twenty twenty-two. You know, one point one zero. So literally he was. Uh, 78%. He had a low number. He had a low number uh, ground outs. You know, he's a lot better than Spencer Turnbull. And, you know, when you're popping, popping them up in the... Uh, you're popping up pitches in, the, in that type of uh, stadium. You're gonna have some. You're gonna have a lot of good luck. So if you got some fast in outfielders, that helps too. So last year he had a. Uh, you know this is small sample size too for 2023. So I'm not even gonna read it because. You know all he needs to do is just go out there and throw a, a really good game and he'll be fine. But he struck out last year. He struck out uh, per nine innings. He struck out 7.44 batters and he walked. Per nine, three point five eight. A little high on the walks. Home runs were uh, .55 for nine innings. So they heat that's very well. That's very very good. And uh, six point three four hits to nine innings, and he only walked. He struck out two, two batters to no walks, and uh, you know, I, I like this guy a lot. I'm looking at his stats from last year. Hopefully he can do some good for this year, too. Plus, he's left-handed. And usually, usually if you can fill your, your team in with a good left-handed pitch, and no matter how hard he throws or he's a junk ball or whatever, it really offsets the whole uh, the whole rotation that the, uh, the batters are used to facing. So, I really hope that... Uh, 
for any choice stakes they can rely on this guy. I'm looking at his minor league stats here and it seems to me that he uh he had a lot of did a lot of good things in the minors last year too. Um He strikes up 57 batters in 53 and a third innings last year in the minors. And 1.14 whip. And he had a .9, air out to ground outs. So what I'm going to be doing, I'm going on to the next guy. But yeah, this guy, he reminds me of, he reminds me of a Charlie Lieberman type because I don't think he's overpowered from what I can see. And I always say Charlie Lebrand because that guy was tougher than nails. But the problem is with Charlie Lebrand was the fact that he pissed behind. And he is on the Kansas City. Okay, I'm going way too far in ADHD here. He pitched on a Kansas City staff that had Saberhagen, Gubigza, um, Bud Black. Guys like that, you know, it's kind of hard to find your uh, your niche. You have to be really throwing the ball well in case somebody does get hurt, but it's, it's hard to find your niche in a rotation like that, you know, and for people that know who you are. So then he, he goes over to Atlanta, and he pitched for, I don't know how long he pitched there. He pitched there for a few years, that's for sure. Cause he used to end up quite a bit of the uh, World Series stuff with him. So anyways, what he did was, he was he held up the back end of that rotation when he got Smoltz, Glavin, Maddox, and uh Lebrant, you know, and those those <laughs> That's very you know, and he got Kent Merker too as a good left hander, but he was more he was in and out of the bullpen, so he'd start he'd be he'd be in the bullpen. But the the thing is is that with these guys is that you know, if you can come out and Throw your junk, <laughs> and it's effective. Well, then hey, you know, there's a good chance you're going to be a. Uh, it's a good chance you're going to have a lot of success. All right, Matthew Boyd. He stayed, puts in two games so far. Two games started. Yeah, it's he's getting he's getting hit around too. Um, he's had a rough he's had a rough career as it is too. He's got a uh, four point eight nine ERA for a career and a one point one hundred sixty one games, hundred forty seven starts. So at least he's been getting some starts for him. I uh, had seventy hundred and seventy nine strikeouts and eight hundred sixty two thirds. ZRA is mildly high, one point three two. Mercer Sir Mercer Island, Washington. So, I'm going to take a look at some more of the stats here and see what we got going here.
So, he's a sixth round pick for the uh, Blue Jays. And he's on Oregon State. Oregon State has been really putting on some, uh, having some good years in the, uh, having some really good years in, in the college baseball. And going from the season, like every year they're in the, uh, they're in the final. They're in the finals for the College Bay World Series. And I'll start with Timmy Lincecum. So yeah, they had they've had some really good, really good teams. Um, so. He's always been a starter. And in the minors, he pitched 400, 403, which is really good. But it seems like that's almost heavy load on the uh, on his arm. In a point, in a point five, oh, I'm sorry, too small of a sample size there. Chulito, he uh, he started eleven games in uh, two thousand sixteen. You know, in two thousand seventeen, it was the same thing. He started eight games. So you know, he was spending a lot of time in the majors and um, not pitching real well either. So he's been a. Uh, Every year, it seems like, yeah, every year, but quite a few years they talk about it. Oh, yeah, Matt Boyd, Matt Boyd, Matt Boyd, Matt Boyd. What, what, why do they see this guy? It's beyond me. 4.8, I already went through that stuff. 4.89 ERA career. I had 1.32 whip. I don't know. If people think they got him left, they can get him left here and they can just change him overnight. You know, and, and that's, I was talking about Charlie Lebron too, and that's what the, uh, he started out with the Reds. That's the same type of situation. But he, what happened was he grew up as a pitcher. And some of these guys just don't grow up. They, they continue to go off physical skills. They should, it's all right to do that in the minors, but you're going to get lit. You're absolutely getting lit trying to do that in the majors. All right, Matt Manning, 25 years old, 6 feet 6, 195 pounds. Um, he's out of uh, Sacramento, California. First round pick, 2016, number nine overall. He's 
Tastes pretty good. Same one starts so far and uh, 3.18 ERA, but he does he does have a 1.41 whip. That's that's high, a little bit on the higher side. That's the thing is, too, in 31 games started, he's got a 1.37 whip. He's right about there, where he's usually at, and that's not going to get it done. Last year, he started 12 games. Pitched 63 innings, gave up 55 hits. He had 19 walks, 48 strikeouts, gave up a 231 average. His whip was his whip was really good, a 1.17 whip, and a .84 air outs to ground outs. So I think this year, 2023, is one of those, uh, we only have, have started one game, it's kind of hard to tell, it's a small sample size. And we're only, we're only, this is only the second week of this, full second week of the season, you know, and, uh, It should be pretty interesting to see what happens here with these guys. 57 strikeouts in his first, uh, first go-around. Yeah, I can see why he struggled. He had 57 strikeouts, and then he had, uh, he doesn't strike out many batters at all. 63 innings the next year, and, and uh, 2022, and he only struck out 48. That, that to me says that, hey, his pitches are all hittable. He's got nothing to dominate with. Um, and that's a, that is just a telltale sign to having a, a, rough, uh, a rough career. He's got to come up with another pitch. He's got to come up with a strikeout pitch. He seems like he's a, he's a big dude, and you know he just needs to come up with something different. That's the thing that that pitchers have to learn how to do is develop their develop their uh, strikeout pitch. You know, either a nasty curveball, good changeup, um, anything to be that's exceptional that can that he can go to when the count is in his favor, or if he can throw that pitch when it's full count too at three and two. That just gives him all that much more latitude as a pitcher so he doesn't have to uh, come with a fastball right down the middle of the plate. So hopefully they can get some, hopefully they get some good innings out of this guy. I wish him well. Might not seem like it, but I do. <laughs> all right. Right. They got Michael Lorenzen too, and he's on the IL. Uh, X Red. So, bullpen sessions, or bullpen, bullpen guys, I should say. There's a guy by the name of, uh, here that I'm looking at, it's Jose Cisnero. He's huge. Six foot three, 258 pounds. Probably a good outside linebacker for somebody. He looks pretty freaking nasty. 34 years old. Um, he's 
Got that facial demeanor that'll scare the batter. That's what you want, I guess. Three games, three innings pitched. And he's been in 195 games, 203 innings pitched. He's got, he's got to get some strikeouts. He's got 207 strikeouts. We pitched on down in Houston in the uh, 28 games in Houston in 2013-2014. He was in five for Houston. And came to Detroit. Yeah, big, he got a big split between 2014 and 2019. And he came to Detroit. Pitched 29 games in 2020, the strike season, and he had seven holds. Struck out 34 batters in 29 and two-thirds in 2020. 2022, he was sensational. Now you go back to 2021, he was decent too. 18 holes, 67 games. He had four saves. So then you go back to uh, 2022, 25 innings and 15 hits. Small Sam, eh, not really too small. Um, 19 walks, 23 strikeouts, as is a, what well, he is. Those guys are hitting 176 off and a 1.36 uh, whip. So, tells me that he is, uh, he's, he's done it before. As a setup man, he can do it again. So let's go on to the next guy. So the next guy is Jason Foley. All right, well, he's got a two point two two point two five ERA so far in four games in relief and uh, four innings. Um, small sample size again. It's career regular season. He's pitching 75 games. 74 and two-thirds. 52 strikeouts and a 1.37 mediocrity whip. Actually, dual mediocrity in my account, my estimates. So I'm gonna well I'm gonna spotlight his twenty two uh season with Detroit. He did get into sixty games, sixteen and a third. 
Okay, hit around pretty good. 72 hits. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh... They only struck out 43 batters and 60 and a third. So... Wow. <coughs> That's horrible. Yeah, 1.78... Ground outs the air outs, so at least he was getting the ground ball. Um, his whip was 1.38. And, uh, All right, let's go on to somebody else here. This guy, he's not impressing me, Jason Foley. Alex Lang. <coughs> Right hander, 6'3", 202 pounds. Trapped by the Cubs, number 30 overall. Out of LSU. He's pitched in 111 games, 102 and two thirds. So he's going the old righty to righty, it looks like. Matchups in his begin in the beginning of his career, 121 strikeouts and a 1.34 uh, whip. So yeah, he's pitching out of the pen for his career. And at 20 uh, last year, last year he pitched well. He pitched in 71 games, 21 holds, 0 for 4 in save opportunities, which I don't know what to think of that stat. 63 and a third, 47 hits. 63 and a third, 47 hits. He gave up five home runs. 31 walks and 82 strikeouts. At 203 opponents average, a 1.23 whip, and he gave up. But he got the ground ball, 2.03 arrows, the ground outs arrows. So it tells me to it. You know, as, as long as those guys can turn the ground ball over, you have to have a really good infield, infield if you're going to pitch at that at that with that stat. So, that's the thing that I see. He's very, he, he must have a pretty good sinker if he's getting that many ground outs. I've never seen him pitch before. I know of his name. I'm not a big Tiger fan, so I don't watch the Tigers too much. You know what? I really did love the Tigers back in the early, back in the, back in the 80s. And, uh. You know, they, they had a fun team. Let's just put it that way with all those guys. Early Lopez and uh, Mike Henneman. And they had a hell of a good bullpen. Senior Smoke. All right. We got uh, the big T, Tyler Alexander. Left-hander. And... Uh, Uh, 
Number seven in your game program and number one in all their in mama's heart. Um Yeah, he's kinda had a mixed bag of uh reliabilities. Uh he's nine and twenty two over well, I don't like saying that stat. He's four point four eight whip. I'm support Alright, let's try this again. Alright, let's try it again. Four point four eight ERA, ninety eight games. Yeah, he's started forty two games, three hundred five innings, two hundred thirty eight strikeouts and a one point three one whip. Um I don't I don't see much with this guy. I look at his stats, I look at last year's stats. And uh what I see out of last year's stats are the fact that he was twenty seven games he appeared at seventeen games started hundred and one innings. 108 hits, 54 earned runs, 18 home runs, 275 average, and a 1.32 whip. 0. 0.8, 0. 0.81 ground outs to air outs. So, looks like to me that he was a. Uh, Giving up a few fly balls too, and sometimes that can come back on you. Like I've been talking about. Well, I like what uh it's good. Not extremely high whip for whip numbers for his uh for his career so far. He's the first year is twenty nineteen. He's just spot staffing. He he doesn't have exceptional stuff. So he's gonna be spot he's gonna be spotted in here and there. And uh yeah, it's nice to get paid for that, but the problem is is that a lot of times is that they're expecting a little bit more what out of what they give them. And um I guess that uh, he's not even mediocrity. Mason Englert, number 53. 6'4, 206 pounds, he's 23 years old. And doing all right. Small sample size, but he's got a .94 whip so far. And um, hopefully he can stay there because they need him. So hopefully they can get him uh, developed here. Say he's a left-hander, which is nice. And on to Trey. Trey Wing enter. He's huge. Six seven two thirty seven. He's twenty eight years old.
He's pitched in 77 games so far in his career. Um, but I do like what I see here with this guy, with his stats. He's got a 1.24 whip, but he's got 73 and a third innings, and he's got 103 strikeouts, and that's what you need out of relievers. You know, I go back to the old style, so I apologize, but I think about uh, I think about Pete Ladd with this guy, with this guy's size and everything, and you know he uh, he did he he did a good job for the Brewers, and um, but under this guy, and uh, he Wingenter is a uh, had sixteen holes last. Er, whoa, I'm sorry. 2019, he was with San Diego. And uh, he had 51 games, and one game started, 16 holds. He was one save, so I don't know if he was hurt or what, but somewhere along the way, he lost his way to the majors again. Because it took him 2023 to get back, and uh, this is this year. So he was with San Diego in 2018 too. Um, so that's the uh, that's one of those things that I see is that he must have been hurt or something because he's not too impressive. Let's just put it that way. And uh, Jason Shreve. Left-hander, 6'4", 180, he's 32 years old, so he's got some moxie and he's got some, uh, been around the block before. Um, 321 games, 315 and a third, 347 strikeouts and a 1.34 whip. Well, he has been, uh, Used in that lefty situation for quite a few years now. And then last year when they went out of that, uh, he's got to pitch the three batter situation. Um, yes, yeah, last year. Last year he went from a situational left-hander to dominated a left-hander. And he got butt kicked all over the parking lot. 26 and a third, 27 hits, and uh, 19 earned runs. Yeah, he had a uh, 1.41 whip. But yeah, he was he was great with the Yankees when they they had the uh, they, when he could pitch in the uh, as a situational left-hander. And that's the thing is is that when they switched in 20 when they went to this new rule in 2022, um, he came upon hard times. So hopefully they'll be able to. Uh, He'll be able to find himself, otherwise he's going to have to, uh, I, I hate to see this. There's going to be some pitchers that are going to lose their, uh, especially situational guys, they're going to lose their, lose their roles as a, uh, because of, of where he has to pitch at. So I'm going to start, I'm just going to go into the catchers. Usually I break it up a little bit and usually I have pitchers and then I go into, uh, and then I go into position players. That's what I'm going to do. So if anybody, if nobody has told you they love me today, 
I do, and it's with the power of love. Hey, it's Todd coming to you from the Rowan Sports and Spirituality uh, Library here in my apartment in Rowan, Wisconsin. And I'm going to be talking about the position players for the for the Tigers. Um, pitching is uh, pitching is below mediocre. The whole the whole situation for the Tigers, and it's not a good one. So they're gonna have to have a they're gonna have to have some exceptional years out of these guys. Their position players just to balance it out. That's what I see, anyways. Well, what comes about it is, I don't know. Say a hundred sixty-two game season, and maybe they can, uh, maybe they can hit a home run on some of these guys because they, uh, it's too bad. But here's what I see so far. I see Eric Haze is a uh, Eric Haas, Eric Haze, however you want to say it. Two thousand eleven pick out of uh, Cleveland Indians, round seven, two thousand and eleven pick. He's from Deer Dearborn, Michigan. It looks like he. He went to high school in Dearborn, Michigan. He went to Divine Divine Child. I got a Divine Child and a Stigata there. That's in my lap. Anyways, crazy old cat. A goof. Alright, so. And I do want to thank each and every one of you guys for listening to this. And I wanted to say that. You know, I've been checking out the. Uh, checking out the numbers. And uh, I'm seeing all these different countries come in. And I never thought I would see on a podcast. And it's just awesome. Because it makes me feel good that you guys are relying on us. And then you have the soldiers too that are overseas. And you know, there's some. There's some stuff going on that I really like. So I'm hoping I can provide everybody a, a little bit of a re- relief of tension. So he was a... Uh, 2018 and 2019, he was with a uh, Cleveland. And... He was a uh, struggle. Struggled very much so. 301, 301 OPS and 368 OPS. In small sample sizes, though, that would be in total would be uh, 32 at bats. But 2021 with Detroit, he he did really well. He had 22 home runs and he had 22 home runs in uh, 2021. He had 351 at bats. 50, 81 hits, and um, struck out a lot. Struck out 119 times in 351 events. That's uh, that's not good. But that's what it was back then. So it wasn't that long ago. I see back then. So his on base percentage was awful, 286. He had a pretty good uh, slugging percentage, which made up for that pathetic on base percentage. And he wanted 22, and it was the same. And he had 2022 with uh, in 110 games, 323 at bats. He had 14 home runs, and um, he 
24 walks and 97 strikeouts. It's a little bit better. He has 748 OPS. Just a little bit better than a 745 OPS. And, um, drawing up the air outs, it was a 0.87. The next year, in 22, it was 0.88. So he's pretty consistent there, I'd say. Yeah, it's always a, it, it's nice to have a, a catcher who can hit the long ball and come up with big time, uh, come up with some big time hits. And this is the guy that seems to be able to do that. And hopefully he is, doesn't seem like he's adjusted real well to this new system, but he's only been at 25 at bats, so it's a small sample size. And hopefully he can come about and be the, uh, Give them a good offensive charge that they need out of that catcher position. Next guy is in the same, uh, he's got the Fumachu mustache going on. His name is Jake Rogers, 27 years old, 61201. Catcher. Two hundred forty at bats and uh and it's two hundred forty at bats so far. I had twelve home runs and twelve home runs. And uh I'll take a look here. What we got going on? This year he's already got two home runs, so he's off to a good start with power. Last year in twenty or twenty twenty two he had eight fifty OP I'm oh, sorry. He didn't play last year, that's where we're getting messed up at. He had eight oh two OPS. Eight oh two OPS in uh twenty one in thirty eight games. And I believe that he is going to be, he's going, he's going to provide them some help this year. So, you know, I, hopefully they can start getting some better numbers out of the catching position too, because, you know, I mean, these guys can hit home runs and stuff like that, but they just, they're struggling with that. And, you know, hopefully they can, uh, Get some of these guys back on board and start putting up better numbers. First baseman. This is the guy that they're pretty much relying on putting, throwing their marbles in the hat uh, with him and uh, six feet one, 220 pounds. Twenty-three years old. Eight hits, 34 bats so far. Has 603 OPS so far this year. Oh, cry me. 
Yeah, I said crime man because he's got a 604 OPS for his career. 394 bats. The thing about these guys is that some of these guys are, uh, Some of these guys do not feed off, feed well off the other players in the lineup. And what I'm talking about is that, you know, when these guys get up to bat, they're not taking enough pitches. They're not uh, being a team player. Um, like this guy is just, you know, He's the type. He's the type of player that you want to do well, because Detroit has all their freaking eggs in one basket with this guy. You know they want him to play first base. They want him to be the. Uh, they want him to be a great player, and uh, as for right now, he's not. He's a you know his bad balls in play. Two fifty five average. It's horrible. Left 166 guys on base in 2022 and, and uh, 404 plate appearances. We had eight home runs and 20, eight home runs and 16 doubles. Otherwise, he was, uh, he's not getting, he's not getting it done. I wish I'm trying to find a stat on him that says that he has potential to get it done. Not seeing it. Not seeing it at all. Besides the fact he's only 23 years old. So. So I come down to Jonathan Scope, 31 years old. Six feet one, 247 pounds. His natural position is second base. He's out of, uh, he's out of Caraco. And, you know, he's, I think, and I'm pretty sure that Andrew Jones is from there, and they have, I think they won the, uh, come on, that's enough, you know. And I think they won the World Baseball title, or the World Baseball Classic, too, one year. They have some good players here over there in such a small little, um, small little area. You know, and I believe that you pronounce it Curacao. Curacao, yeah. Caraco. Curacao is what it's pronounced. And 
he started off so far this year. He's he's uh he's been up twelve. He's he's had twelve at bats and he struck out in six of them. He he strikes out quite a bit, but he seems to be able to uh, get quite a few of the extra base hits too. Uh, Ward. Yeah, he's been, uh, he's been over a hundred strikeouts in every, uh, been over a hundred strikeouts in every, every year besides, uh, 2015 in his career so far. And 2000 and, uh, 2022, obviously, but he only had, been playing 44 games. So, his OPS has been, uh, his OPS was absolutely dreadful last year. Dreadful. He had a 561 OPS last year. And, uh, in the year before, he was 755. In 2020, well, 2020, 2020 was a lost year. But, uh, you know, he's, he's played in the type of guy that I think he's under-motivated that I've seen. I know when he came to the Brewers, too, that one year, he was, I don't know, they went, they traded some, they went trying to get extra out of him because he was having a really good year with Baltimore, and then he came to Milwaukee, and he just fell flat on his face. And, uh, I know that one, he, I know he had a grand slammer. I think it was against the Tigers too. And maybe not against Tigers, but I remember him having a grand slammer and it was on my birthday. So it would have been, uh, September 9th of, uh, September 9th of 2018. And that's when I turned, uh, when I turned 50 years old. So. That's the way, that's what I see anyways. I see this guy is, when he's under motivated, he's not gonna play well. So I would not sign him to a big contract because it's gonna come back and hurt you. But if he's uh, motivated, he's he can put up some numbers. You know, and he can play quite a few different positions still around the infield. And that's one of the things that Teams kind of try to hold on about him. I, I really, I'm not a believer in that. All these different positions these guys can play. You know, they can all play different positions, but can they play them well? That's the question. All right. Zach McKinnon's tree. He's six feet tall. He's 180 pounds. They just got him in a trade with the Cubs about a week ago. And, uh, I believe it was just, it was like the last day of spring training or something like that, but. I've noticed that he's not much of a hitter. 
Maybe he'll improve over time. But in 350 at bats, yeah, horrible. 350 at bats, he's had uh, 636 OPS. So out of Central Michigan. Oh, uh, yeah, he's around 33 pick. <laughs> so he's been. He's been fighting to he's been fighting to hang on with these teams. Um, 2021 he was with the Dodgers. He 668 OPS. Um, so this is a. Uh, this is a gentleman, too, that doesn't... It's not going to hit much. He shows power. No doubt about that. You know, he's got... He's 12 homers. And... He's 12 homers and, uh... A little over, uh... 300 at-bats. 350 at-bats. He has 12 home runs. And... Let's see, he can play, he can play quite a few different infield positions, but, you know, hit? I don't see much with hitting. He's 27 years old. So, I don't understand what Detroit's trying to do here, to be honest with you, because they really, they don't have much. I'm, I'm, I thought maybe Tor Torkelson was being was a better player. I hadn't looked at his stats. When I look at his stats now, oh my God. God, it's horrible. Just horrid. Next guy, Nick Matone. Nick Matone. He's 26, 6 foot 2. Bass, little, bass left, throws right, 26 years old. Um. Yeah, he's got two hits and 22 at bats. He's really lighting it up this year. <laughs> Last, uh... He got a .095 average. Two for 22. That'll do it. That will do it right there. He's with Philadelphia in 2021-2022, and, uh... You know, he showed power. It's not too bad. 2022, he had a uh, 855 uh, OPS and point eight ground offs to arrows. So, he's been... Uh, he puts the ball in the air. It's a lot of air. It's a lot of fly balls. And it seems like it, it pays off for him too. So that's what I see. I see this guy could be a uh, nice filling player for uh, a third base or a starting third baseman. They're gonna need him. Believe me. They are going to need them. All right, now.
Ryan Kreidler, 6'4", 208 pounds, 11-12, 1997 is his birthday. Um, shortstop, 6'4", 208 pounds, age 25. Four forty seven OPS. He's out of UCLA played at going to Davis, California. Um It's a small sample size, so hopefully he can uh Hopefully he can provide a little bit more than what he's providing on here that I'm seeing he's providing. And I wanna look at his minor stats, go through the minors with him and take a look and see if see what's up. See if he's got the potential. He's played 249 games in the minors. He's got a uh, .759 OPS. He's got .59 groundouts to air outs. Unfortunately, I don't see that much of this guy. Now, he's got a, uh, he struggles with bad balls in play in uh, 2022, 281. Otherwise, he was 351 and 304, which is good, but, you know, I also like the fact this guy gets a lot of it, but this guy takes a lot of pitches per plate appearance. Usually, it's around three, but, it's been uh, 4.045 in uh, 2022, so hopefully he can continue to do that. Because that always helps a, a team offense to get, work that pitcher over and get him to, to uh, start, really start offering some pitches to hit. Now, I don't see much potential with the guy, but hopefully I'm wrong. This is really ugly. Really ugly. The next guy that I see at shortstop is uh, Javier Baez. And, you know, unfortunately too is that the uh, the press made this guy out to be Boy Wonder. And all I see is Boy's strikeout with this guy. And he's had some good years. Don't get me wrong. You know, he had a really good year when uh, 
And Christian Yelich won his first MVP. And but he just he's not consistent. You know, and that's when they traded him to uh that's when the Cubs traded him to Detroit. Or to the Mets. To the Mets. I caught myself there. Yeah, he had 184 strikeouts, too, in 2021. Um, and those are problem numbers. Because you're not, if you're not making contact, then you're not doing the team any good. Unless you're getting on base with walks. And... And 36... Yeah. 3,628 at-bats, he's had 184 walks. That is bad news. Very bad news. So his, uh, his power is, his power has always been there. He's always been decent. And um, 2018 was the year that he played in the, uh, did real well. And but he still had 167 strikeouts. He had 100. He had 34 home runs, and he had a total bases worth 336, and he scored 101 runs, which is great. 606 at bats. Um, he, had, he had average of 290 and 326 on base percentage, 554 slugging. His highest, highest OPS has been highest OPS has been um, he had an 880 OPS in 2018. Otherwise, he's been uh, he's been an elevator guy that he just goes up and down, up and down, up and down, and. You know, it's hard to build a team around a guy like this because of his strikeouts and his, uh, and, and, you know, your OPS is 671 and you're getting paid big time numbers. He's got enough meal money, let me tell you that much. Um, but that's the thing is, is that, you know, you have to be able to produce every year and be consistent. And this is the type of guy that, He's going to give you a production on, one, on a few years, but most of the time he's not going to give you much production at all. He's going to give you a bunch of strikeouts. His first three years that... Uh, his first three years, he... 0 .78, 0 .76, and .99. Groundouts to air outs. So he was... He was hitting more fly balls, and then he started hitting more ground balls. And I think that shows a lot about what what his downfall has been. And he's gone from uh, 2017, he's, you know, and I'm going to go through these numbers, and it's like 1 1.25, 1.29, 1.48, 1.21, 1.27, 1.23. So that shows me that. He's he's hitting. 
he's hitting quite a few. Uh, he started out the first three years of his career. He's hitting. He's doing really well on the ground outs to air outs. You know, ninety nine point nine nine. You know, that's 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 almost one. But then it's just started to. Uh, yeah, it's just it got ugly and ugly. And that's that's why I see this this uh, his production is down. And I believe that Detroit has a. Uh, It's a guy that's not going to be uh, real good in the clubhouse. He's not going to be real uh, real stable as a uh, guy that can, you can put your rely on as a shortstop. And I hope he doesn't come here and beat me up because I don't have many good things to say about the guy. And he's an ex-Cub, so the Cubs did right to get rid of him. He's, getting, he's not getting any younger because he's 30 right now, so... I don't know, some of these guys just, especially for this Detroit team, they just seem to be struggling. Struggling for consistency, you know, and when they got Baez, they had a lot more, uh, they had a lot more hope with him the production that they've given him, so he's not been, he, he's not done it, you know, he's, he needs to be doing better because of all the young kids around him and stuff like that, so, all right, this, this guy, Akil Badu, oh my lord, you know, it's a guy, look at his name, and it's like, man, it's got bad right in the middle of it. <laughs> And uh, his last name is B A D D O O. Anyways, let me take a look before I start saying because I think he's a pretty solid player. And uh, just 624 career bats, 152 hits, uh, 701 OPS. He's mediocre. He's only 24 years old, too, so. Yeah, he's out of Georgia. And, uh. I think that. This might be the type of guy that you can build around. Because I think he's going to be with him for a while. He's been there for, uh. Another two years right now, and last year he, uh. He strikes out a lot, so that's the problem with him. You know, he's, he had a 558 OPS last year. They found something with him because when he, oof, 413 at bats, he struck out 122 times. Uh, he's got speed, he's got some power. So hopefully this is the type of guy that they can they can rejuvenate and get him going in the right direction because he seems to be a good player, but I don't know. I question that when I see the stats. K 
Terry Carpenter, age 25. 122 at bats. And he's got six home runs and 10 RBIs. 794 OPS. Left field. Twenty, like I say, he's twenty-five years old. I can already said that. But uh, Eustace, Florida. He played at Virginia Tech too, so a pretty good school and ACC and. So there's a lot to like about this guy. He seems to have the power. The small sample size. We'll see what he did in the minors before I start talking. Yeah, in 2022, he was in the minors. He had uh, 30 home runs last year. And he's a slugger. 30 home runs. He had, oh, 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 whoa, I'm sorry. Three stolen bases, and he got thrown out 10 times. Look. He better stay close to home. Uh, 645 slugging last year. He had a 579 slugging his, uh, his first year in the minors. Ground out to Arrows was a .81. What I'm saying is he can, this is one guy too he can build around. Well, he's going to have to be more consistent. They're going to have to work with him more and, and develop him because it seems like he's got a lot of power. He's a left-hander, and he's pretty big. I mean, he's got decent size. He's six feet two, two hundred twenty pounds. Some of these guys, as they progress through the minors, they uh, they lose their numbers, which means that their numbers get weaker and weaker as they go up. But Carpenter seems to be. Uh, Holding steady or regaining his numbers as he's gone up through the system. And I enjoy I enjoy stats, but we also have to remember too is that you cannot put a whole lot on stats, especially when they're especially when they're making jumps from the uh, minors to the majors. Nothing's guaranteed, but Sometimes when you see a guy like this and he has 30 home runs, you have hope. And right now with Detroit's talent, <laughs> I don't think they would. Uh, I don't think you can you can say much, say many good things about their talent right now. 
and it once they get down to uh, there's another guy here too. His name's Matt Beerling, right-handed hitter. And he was the got a 762 OPS and 28 at bats. We just we just started getting rolling here. 687 OPS last year. Um, yeah, he was in Philadelphia last year. Last year. And he had 325 at bats, 114 total bases, 12 doubles, 2 triples, 6 home runs, and uh, OPS is 648. So, needless to say, I don't think uh, Philadelphia missed him too much when they got rid of him. And he is a outfielder, I do believe. Yeah, he, they got him listed here as playing uh, left field. And I'm sorry, I said he's a left-hander. No, he's right-handed. He's a right-handed outfielder. And right-handed batter. So, as I go on to the next guy, I go on to Riley Green. The thing about Veerling is he needs to be able to play the uh, the outfield real well. He can play any position in the outfield. And. He gives them, uh, he gives them a guy that has a ability to, uh, you can switch in and out in the lineups and, uh, be able to know that he's going to make some plays for you out in, this, out in the outfield. And uh, Riley Green is center field. Left-handed hitter, left-handed thrower, 6'3", 200 pounds. Twenty-two years old. Still a young puppy. 2019, he was a first-round pick. And his overall pick in the, was in the fifth round. He was the fifth overall pick overall in the 2019 draft, round one. So I'm going to take a look at this guy, too, pretty close. 376 at bats, 136 total bases. 18 doubles, 4 triples, 5 home runs last year. Uh, 683 OPS. Hit a lot of ground balls. You know, 1.88 ground balls or arrows. That's the thing when you got a guy like this, you want him hitting the ball in the air. And uh, providing power, but also, too, if he can run, I don't know how fast he is. Doesn't look like he does real well stealing bases, that's for sure. He had one stolen base, got caught stealing four times. 
You know, I'm starting to question too is I question the development of this guy and what the coaches are doing to help him develop because for one thing he had 120 strikeouts and 376 at bats and uh, that's not good. He had five, he had five home runs and uh, 375, 376 at bats. I just don't see the potential here in this guy again. Why they picked him? There had to be a reason why they picked him fifth overall in the 2021 draft. And I believe that it's going to take him some time to be able to produce. No, not every, no, not every major league player comes into the uh, comes into the major leagues and just starts whooping butt. But this guy is so far from it. You know, and I don't think they're developing him enough. I mean, I can see that in his stats. You know, I mean, when you're one, he had one stolen base and four caught stealings. I wonder how many times he got picked off. Um, but yeah, he, right now he's at a 771, but he's got 35 at bat, so that's hard to go off of. You know, let's, let's take a look in a month or so and see what's going on with him. That's the thing too is that he's got uh he's got fifteen he's got ten hits and he's got fifteen total bases. And he's already got twelve strikeouts and thirty five at best. So I don't know. I just I sit here and I'm looking at this Detroit team and I'm going It's going to be a dogfight between them and Kansas City for the uh, for the last spot in the uh, American in the American League Central. These guys got no. These t this team has no has no freaking uh, talent at all. And if they do, I invite you to uh, to leave me a note. And to go through and let me know how this team, uh, let me know how this went for you, everybody, and if they liked it or not. If they liked the reviews so far, too, let me know. I like doing the reviews, they're fun, you know, but my original plan was to get them all done before the year, but before the uh, opening of the season, but obviously that didn't happen, but I don't mind going through these teams, you know, they're still young and, you know, they're still young and, uh, Still not many games played in the season. So get through their 162 games, 162 game season, and they've only like the Brewers only played nine games so far in their in the process of playing their tenth. All right, Matt Miguel Cabrera. He's the guy that. He's the guy that Detroit, you know that. He's 39 years old, and the problem is with Detroit is that they've got the full distance out of him that they've run. You know, and he's he's got four hits and 21 at best, which doesn't tell me that much. First year was 2003 with Florida, and otherwise it's been a whole lot of Detroit. Yeah, 2000. 2008 was his first year in Detroit. 
And um, he had hits of 3,000 hits last year. You know, and he's got, he's obviously their, he's a patriarch, you know, and that's what they're going to have to, uh, they're going to have to survive with him. You know, and she, she might want to ask him to retire. It sounds pretty, uh, pretty, pretty rough for me to say that, but. When you have a uh, 622 uh, OPS last year, it's not exactly shows me that he's he's be able to keep his skills. Shows me that he's on the last last leg of his uh, career, and he's had an awesome career. You want to look at his uh, his numbers here, and you know 523 uh, slugging, but. We're going to show us to me is that he's done really well. He's had a good career. So it's OBP, 384, on base percentage, 384. He had a 442 OBP in 2013. So. His, his OPS numbers are going, on-base percentage numbers are going down, 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 down every year since. Every year since 2018, they've gone down, they're slipping. And the thing that he would, might want to do is, he might want to throw him a huge party and give him the uh, keys to the ballpark and uh, make sure they put his number up there somewhere on the fence because he's giving Detroit a whole, whole lot of success. And he was excellent for the Marlins too. I, yeah, the Marlins. He's great for the Marlins. I saw him playing the minors too. He's playing, he was a shortstop back then. And he was a lot skinnier back then, but he was also about 20 years old. And you can see the fact that who's on there. That team had uh, Adrian Gonzalez, Miguel Cabrera, and I think there was a pretty good, a couple pretty good pitchers in there too. And you know, reality is, is that when you have that type of player, and they had Gonzalez and and Cabrera, and they just shuttle them off and pay them, but they still got championship. They still got a World Series championship out of it. So, anyways, but, uh, you know, like I'm saying too, is that this team is going to be, uh, it's going to be running along in, in last place for a while now. And, you know, I looked at their top prospects. And I'm not impressed with those guys whatsoever. I'm not impressed with this whole team. And, you know, like, I don't see them challenging with Cleveland. I don't see them challenging even with the White Sox. I see them in the, uh, and the Twins are probably going to be at the top of the division this year with them, with these guys. 
So there's definitely going to, going to be a real big fight between Kansas City and Detroit for last place in the whole uh, ALC Central. AL Central, yeah. So if nobody else has told you again nothing they love you, I do. And I say that with the power of love and the power of love.